Welcome to the Jaren Out Loud podcast. My name is Jaren, and I'm here to introduce you to you through strength, that you may learn to define it for yourself, discover joy in its pursuit, and develop the courage to live it out loud. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Today, I want to explore the relationship between fear, confidence, and capacity, okay? So I'm not really sure where this is going to go. Like I said, I want to explore these things, but it's on my mind because yesterday, uh, Anish and I had a max effort lower workout. Um, We did deadlifts off of about two inches worth of mats. I worked up to uh, 500, 550, and then a final set back at 500 for my top work on that lift so those things all went very well but the place where I think I learned the most yesterday was from the first to third heavy lift so the two attempts at 500 pounds when I reviewed the footage and we talked about this in the workout as well because it was pretty apparent um, the difference between the two sets we noted that both lifts were still technically sound right on the first one i approached the bar i was in a calm uh calm mood my posture was fairly relaxed and the lift itself was decent did the bar move well okay but it felt a little bit slow if i'm honest but the way that that moved indicated to me that about 550 would be my top set for for the day so that's where i went to on the third the second attempt at the 500 there was a difference on that attempt i had come from successfully pulling 550 and knowing that if i took 50 pounds off the bar the only thing that could happen was it would move faster and that if i had simply relaxed myself into that and went into the lift feeling confident and knowing that i was going to go move it very well and with the intent of moving it faster and better than the first one I approached the bar completely different. My posturing is different. You can see uh, the difference in the position of my shoulders. I'm having a little bit of fun. I realized that one of my tells when deadlifting is if I am nervous, then I take the extra time. Typically, we'll hold my diaphragm and all of that a little longer, and that's my setup. When I know I'm about to smash, then I'm usually rubbing my two hands together in the places where I typically chalk because of the the hook grip so I I realized that in watching the videos as kind of one of my tells as to whether or not I'm feeling confident at the moment right and so this begs the question of where do we derive that feeling of confidence right how do we know that we are able to withstand anything that comes across our path right where does that sense of of steadfast confidence and belief in oneself and one's ability come from And how does that correlate with our ability or willingness to face fear? And I believe that that comes from capacity, right? When we're training in the gym, we're always training to improve capacity. We're training to improve our capacity to lift more weight, training to improve our capacity to do more work and still be able to recover and benefit from it. We're training to improve our capacity to move fluidly and freely, training to improve our capacity to breathe, training to improve our capacity to flip in and out of both sides of our nervous system 
from fight or flight back to rest and digest and to do so pretty easily, right? We're training to improve a lot of capacities and those are things that we can build to a greater degree over time. You can improve your capacity for strength and for work and for flexibility, but you can also improve your capacity in the other aspects of yourself, right? Not just physical, we can improve mental capacity, we can improve emotional capacity, we can improve spiritual capacity, we can improve social capacity. All of those things can be built. And one of the things that I've learned from the process of training, not just myself, but the couple hundred people that I've worked with over the years, is that you build confidence through arranging a series of progressively difficult challenges that are appropriate in scale, right? So what does this look like in the context of the gym? Well, when I was on-ramping new people at first, they don't have a lot of capacity, right? They don't know how to move correctly. They don't have a lot of physical awareness. Quite typically, they also didn't have a lot of emotional awareness because what brought them into the gym was stuffing those things down. <coughs> and so one of the first things that I would do, like I've said before, is teach them how to breathe. We would start with 10 to 15 minutes of deep breathing in the upstairs before anything was done or spoken about related to lifting. And what this did was gave a very quick and very tangible way for them to build awareness of their breath and of their posture and where they hold tension in their body and also aware of the mental and emotional aspects of breathing that typically also come up the first time that you're forced to lay down and relax and be with your thoughts and feelings, right? So the first thing we started with was building awareness so that they could start the process of building capacity to breathe and to be aware of their posture. After this breathing time, we would head downstairs and for a brand new person, we're going to learn the basics of rooting and how to goblet squat with a kettlebell, how to become aware of where the pressure is in your feet, to become aware of how the way you hold the weight influences where the tension gets loaded into your body, right? For those of you who've gone through Cynical Defy, in that program, I outline the difference between tension and weight, right? Tension is our relationship with weight and how we move with weight. Right? So I want a new person to build capacity to understand these things. Right? And there was usually a gatekeeper type uh, benchmark for someone to hit before I would allow them to get under a bar. Sometimes it would be you know, 50 reps with half their body weight in a goblet squat, or it might be they need to be able to do 100 kettlebell swings in less than, you know, less than three sets or something like that. But there is a baseline capacity that I wanted someone to hit before they were allowed to embark on the process of the barbell training, right? <coughs> and the reason that that was, was I needed those people to have a certain number of capacities before they were prepared for the next stage of their training or before they were prepared to join into a group of other people already engaged in the process of powerlifting training, right? I need them to understand how a training group operates. I need them to understand the importance of assistance work and how the approach towards assistance work is different than the main lifts, right? I need them to have the capacity to 
withstand load and tension, right? A person who can goblet squat half their body weight for 50 reps is already decently strong, self-aware, has decent breathing patterns, and we've corrected their posture to a pretty significant degree while also teaching them body awareness and how to move and proper movement patterns. So this accomplished a lot of things by arranging the challenges in a successive and a progressive way. By doing it this way, if I didn't allow someone to get under the bar until they had a certain base level of capacities, then it prevented them from attempting challenges that they were not prepared to handle, right? I may have, in that same person who's brand new, they may be strong enough to make, you know, two, three hundred pounds go down and back up. It just might look like shit. So it doesn't train the things that I want them to train. It doesn't build the capacities that I'm looking for them to build. Right, and if you think about the mental-emotional aspect of that, by letting that person handle a challenge that they're not actually prepared for, that they don't have the capacity for, that's going to frame everything about the experience of training. If I have someone who's unprepared to squat 300 pounds correctly, squatting 300 pounds because they can move the weight and they feel good about it, then I've allowed them to build confidence on a false sense of capacity. They're not actually skilled in doing the lift. They just have prematurely taken on the feelings and emotions of being able to do the lift without actually having had to learn and do it well, right? So from that stage forward, every one of their training decisions is going to be based on progressing from that first accomplishment that they didn't actually earn. And that's going to teach them that the decisions that we make in the gym are made in order to satisfy your ego and how you feel about the lift, not made around the weak points that we're trying to train and the capacities that we're attempting to build, right? And so that's, that's how I look at building confidence and building capacity. But where do those two things interplay still and how do they relate to fear? Well, if you look at the two lifts that I did um, from yesterday, the first 500 and the second 500, the first one was done from a place of trying to discover what my capacity was. I was unsure of where I'm at. I've not trained these variations in a while, so I don't know what my top end is, and that affects the weight selections I make along the way, right? And how I determine those is based on how I feel the bar moving. That felt like I should go here, right? And I used to have that skill very finely tuned, and my eye is still very good to where I can call attempts for other people very well and know uh, about where their top end range is based on what I see. But I used to have that skill very finely tuned for how I feel. And in the past, as I, when I've been more insecure and neurotic, that skill has driven me fucking crazy because I can second guess everything. And when you are trying to be introspective without confidence, you typically see things in the worst possible light, right? So on that first attempt, I'm trying to see what I'm capable of because I don't know. And that's reflected in my approach on the bar and in the way that the bar moved. On the second attempt at 500 pounds, I have just finished pulling 550. So I've discovered that my capacity on that day was about 550 or so. Wasn't necessarily, but that's, that's where I was at, right? So coming back into that second attempt at 500, I've just pulled 50 pounds off the bar. I know I have a reserve capacity of 50 pounds. So all of the feelings about whether or not the lift is going to go up are gone. I'm not, it's not even a concern. I know it's going to move. And the only question is, how well am I going to move it now because I'm intentionally applying myself in these ways? And I know that I have a reserve capacity of strength to do this thing, right? And so I believe that a 
primary place where we derive our confidence is from understanding and being familiar with our capacities and from what we're doing to build them, right? We can have physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and social capacities. And any place where we are lacking capacity is a weak point. It's a vulnerability point, right? A good example of this is with your immune system since we've been in Virusville for the last year. When you have a healthy immune system, it's able to withstand attacks, right? When we do things to cultivate a healthy, healthy immune system, like being generally low stress, like moving our bodies, like eating healthy food, drinking water, going outside, walking, connecting with people in a genuine way, right? All of these things build a healthy immune system that is designed to withstand threats from just about everything, right? If we do not do any of the things to build a healthy immune system, we don't get enough sleep, we're stressed out, we eat like shit, we drink too much, we don't do anything that we find fulfilling and we don't move our bodies, then you are susceptible to everything. You have a higher chance of dying from literally every threat because your system does not have the capacity to withstand everything because you're constantly abusing it, right? And so I look at this as ways that can kind of frame how we approach our training or how we approach our life. If we look at all of these things as capacities, then all of a sudden we're empowered because they are things that can be increased, right? If it is a capacity to be emotionally resilient, then you can become more emotionally resilient. If it's a capacity to become physically resilient, you can train and become more physically resilient, right? And so there's an inherent relationship between confidence and training, right? I derive a a strong sense of confidence from my training. And this is for for two ways, two reasons, right? I derive confidence because when I'm in training, I'm familiar with where my capacities are currently at and where they're going. I know what is slightly outside of my capacity. I know what is slightly inside of my capacity. I know what will be too much for where my capacity is at right now. And I know when I'm not doing something that is challenging enough to build capacity at all, right? I know when I'm being a bitch and wasting my time. And I know when I'm being arrogant and making stupid weight decisions. And so my confidence comes from understanding what my capacity is and also understanding the places where I'm still building capacity. If I know that I am working on maintaining proper alignment and that that is something that is a rate lim- is rate limited by weight then i'm not going to choose a weight on the bar that is going to go too far beyond the capacity i have to do the lift well right another way that i derive confidence from the process of training is by looking back at the body of work that i've done right i can have confidence because i know everything that i have done i know all of the challenges that i've faced i know the progressive encounters where I've had to face fear or weakness and I've seen them grow in scale as I've gotten older, moved through my life, right? And so when I face a challenge or I have a stressor in front of me, I weigh that against the capacity I've developed through the things I've faced in the past. When I have something come up and I say, oh, this is not shit. You do not understand the things that I have gone through in my life. That comes from a place of understanding that I have the capacity to face far greater challenges than this one. So while this may take effort, it may take work, I'll be just fine, right? And that's a sense of, sense of confidence. And what I find is that understanding those capacities and actively building those capacities gives you the capacity for confidence 
And then confidence becomes something that is very calm. It's resting. You relax into confidence because you understand where your capacities are, right? You can properly gauge and assess threats and keep them in their proper perspective relative to the body of work that you've done or your life experience or the capacities that you've built through facing progressively more challenging instances. So I think that by looking at things in that conscious and intentional way, it helps to reframe fear and helps to almost eliminate it to some degree because you realize that confidence comes from building capacity and, face, and facing fear. So when you're presented with a fear, it's actually an opportunity for you to build capacity and to build and increase your confidence. And maybe just that little change in perception will change how you look at the things that happen in your life. And they might go from being things that arise that you have to deal with to opportunities that you've been presented with that give you an opportunity to grow and build a brand new capacity in your life that you maybe need or don't already have. So that is it. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jaren Out Loud podcast. For more of my content, including ether training log, written blog posts, and more, be sure to visit jarenoutloud.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where you can have the latest updates and content delivered right to your inbox. I promise not to be annoying about it. This episode is brought to you by Cynical TV, Vitality Education On Demand. There, Anisha and I teach you to defy the status quo, define vitality for yourself, develop the skills and capacities to build a life of vitality on your own, and deploy the fullness of who you were meant to be into your families, communities, and your own life. Enjoy a free one-week trial as well as half off your first month by using promo code OUTLOUD.